Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm more excited about this product than I've ever been about anything because I feel like addressing the big things in, in life, having some sort of type of way I can help people to get over things like loneliness, like that to me is super inspiring. And like, that's what gets me up every day and gets me super excited. The formula, just going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, is just like finding something you love as well and finding that niche. If you're, you're thinking about, let's say I want to create a YouTube channel about something like bird watching. There's millions and millions of views waiting for you for something like that even. Like it doesn't really matter the topic. Sure. It really depends on how inspired you are and how much you're willing to put into that to make it happen. I'm Crystal Laurie. Welcome back to the podcast for episode 117 of Bucket List Careers. Brandon Smith, our guest this week, a truly forward-thinking tech leader and chief product officer at Art Heart AI, a trailblazing company in the world of artificial intelligence. His career has been defined by a keen ability to spot and harness emerging technologies well before they reach the mainstream. He made that bucket list pivot in 2017, starting his own consulting business, then his own startup in 2020. Previously, Brandon was a director with PwC and served as a strategic consultant for Fortune 100 companies. Brandon is honest with us, saying his career has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, exiting his first major startup after 18 months with an eight-figure sale. But he believes, and here's just one nugget of wisdom among many in this episode, that whether a venture was a flop or an unexpected success... Each experience requires you to double your resilience and self-belief while surrounding yourself with a competent and supportive team. We also delve into the future of AI in this one and explore how to use AI language models to help your work and find new ways to integrate them into your daily activities, especially when it comes to transitioning to your bucket list career. All right, let's listen. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Thanks for having me, Krista. Yeah, your narrative is a perfect fit for the show. You are now the chief product officer for an up-and-coming AI company. Can I say up-and-coming? Does that sound right? Absolutely. It's called artheart.ai, and you have 10 anonymous YouTube accounts that use AI to create content, and that results in, if I have this right, over 100 million views. Definitely want to unpack that in a moment, but you didn't start out here. That's why you're on the show. You pivoted to your bucket list career. This really lights you up. Talk to me about what you did before you made this big transition. I know you worked for many of the Fortune 100. Yeah, that's right. So I started my career at PwC. And for some of your listeners, they probably have heard of it. It's like one of the large, called one of the big four consulting firms. Right. They do a lot of things relating to like tax and audit but I was in their advisory services practice. And I actually spent about 14 years there, moving up the ranks to a director level, which was the highest one aside from partner. What was so great about that and also my other opportunities that I had, I went in and out of the firm into some of my clients and came back. But overall, that's like the bulk of my career. And some of my clients were Bank of America, Citibank, Microsoft, Gates Foundation. They were really big businesses or really specialized businesses that I got to work in. Mm -hmm. What I knew throughout that whole process was that I didn't want to necessarily be a partner in the firm because where I was really felt at home was understanding niche problems that my clients had and helping them solve it and had a big impact on the result. 
Yes, you told me you wanted to inspire real organizational change, and you felt like with a small business, you'd be able to do that with a more nimble structure, I suppose. Yeah. What I found out is I was really running my book of business like a small business when I was with the firm. So I realized it was time that maybe I needed to to actually have my own business so that I could be able to control and understand and help my clients solve their problems. Was there an aha moment for you, a particular pivotal time frame? Uh, I think definitely there was some circumstances where I felt that being in a big organization handcuffed me from mm. coming up with the right solutions for a client, having to work toward like a large billable hour and a billable rate that I was being charged out at. Whereas a client, you know, I know I could solve their problem if we just had another month with them or we could do something better. And I felt like in a lot of cases, it became a hindrance for me to do that. So being able to start off as an advisor for technology companies, but then actually starting a few startups myself, that's when I, I understood that this is what I've been make, waiting for the whole time. Right. And of course, being technology centric, I know you were connecting with key emerging technology early. Tell me about how you found this opportunity. I've always sort of been on the bleeding edge of the bleeding edge of any new technology that I felt was going to be pivotal to where we were going. I'm mean, like many of your your listeners now couldn't imagine a life without internet, without a mobile device, like things, things that have now become a totally integrated part of their life, even if they're not very technical. 100%. These are the types of things where technology drives real social change, like where people change their habits. That's what I'm most interested in. The biggest one I felt like I was a little early on was blockchain, which now has become synonymous with a lot of things, positive and negative. But mm. again, I, I feel that it's going to keep changing, changing our lives quite a bit. The next ones are similar to that are like AI and quantum computing, the large list of items like that. But we're going to have a lot, a lot of things that change just like with the internet. We're in a, a period where we're going to experience a lot more of that kind of change. Of course. Exactly what do you guys do? Because we hear so much about AI and how we should be utilizing it, but so many of us don't exactly know how, or maybe there's a little fear of the unknown there. So walk us through what your company is doing with regard to AI. Art Heart AI is really designed to fix what we think is one of the biggest epidemics that's ever happened, which is loneliness, right? <laughs> the largest thing that we have and something that derives a lot of our other social issues is the fact that we're lonely. That's so true, right? Especially yeah. with the pandemic and such, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think that was part of what inspired this sort of direction. But what you have right now is a lot of the social media is designed so that you're, you're even more lonely, because it helps you like focus in on specific issues and gets you angry and gets you you laser focused and you end up not being able to connect to others. The idea behind Art Heart is we wanted to make a really easy way for people to create AI in, in the form of a companion, a spouse, a friend, a coworker, just create a platform that's for anybody. It's not non-technical. Like someone can just jump in and create someone that's this digital person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You need to break that down for more. I can't even really <laughs> quite conceptualize it. So yeah, what's changed over the past couple of years is there's this thing called large language models that are designed to ingest a lot of data, text data, every type of data. And what it does is it's able to present that data as if it was talking to you or making, making a conversation with you. That has allowed us to create something that actually is very lifelike in nature to a person that you would create, meaning like the driver for that is image and large language models that, that operate as the memory, mm -hmm. the conversation, and the image and video of that character. That's pretty cool. 
And how does that link up with what you're doing with your YouTube accounts? What's great about that is it's offered a lot of opportunities to create content that you can make any type of account with now. It's super easy to use one of the image models that we have, as well as a language model, as well as a voice model, to create a, you know an, an entirely interactive person that seems super lifelike and that can narrate over videos, that can create uh, act- the actual content of the videos. Okay. Yeah, it's all driven by AI. So who is the ideal client for you? Who is this really meant for? It's really open to everyone. The people who we see that are using these type of technology are mostly in the between 18 to 27, both male and female. Mm-hmm. Some of our closest competitors are like character AI. They have roughly the people who go to their website now, it's like 23 minutes per visit. It doesn't sound like a long time, but for the terms of internet, like people are only on Google for four minutes right. per visit, right? Right. It is actually a long time. Yeah. It's humongous. So I think there's really a big unmet need. There was a study done at Stanford and it said over the next five years, they're expecting that 20% of your interactions daily are going to be with AI, at least. That's going to be AI you create that are going to be able to support your life. Recently, AI has gone from being Alexa to Jarvis. (laughs) It really has gotten to a point where it, well, it's not thinking for itself and it's not coming up with brand new ideas it's able to take all the things that it's been fed and bring it to you in a way that's very personal and conversational and really helpful to your needs. That does lead me to the next question, which relates to how people can learn from your narrative and specifically this topic that we're delving into, learning how to use AI language models. Like I said, I think it's daunting for a lot, like open AI, for instance, to help your work. Why is that so important to use it to find new ways to integrate that into their daily life and activities and work? If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Your listeners who are thinking about taking the plunge and you know starting a business, the hardest thing is that you feel like you're alone on this. You feel like you don't have the ability to necessarily work with someone because you don't have any money. Maybe you're self-funding and you can't it's like you can start a payroll right away necessarily. Absolutely. A lot of our listeners are overlapping a career before they're launching. So yeah, money resource is always an issue. Always an issue. And so what I would say is you're not alone anymore. <laughs> You have a junior developer, you have a marketing co-lead, you have uh, a designer, a junior designer. All these are actually you, but it's you assisted with a lot of the tools that are out there now to be able to do these kind of things. And Art Heart AI is how that can begin for you with your services. 
Well, so some of those things, yes, definitely. I, I would not just here to pitch my myself. No, but like, I know I that, and I know people of, struggle right? with what <laughs> what you're doing right. on the podcast. But if you're passionate and fueled by what you're doing, we want to hear about it, and we want to understand how you transition. We're also trying to help people understand how to use AI to their benefit when reinventing, finding a, a next chapter. Absolutely. So. Once you have your idea, there's a couple things that I would recommend, and some of these are AI related. Do you mind if I go over a couple of these? That no, go that right ahead. Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things I think is is really formulating your business idea and your vision and your plan and what you really want to do. And this is the first area that AI can really help you. So by using even things like ChatGPT, mm-hmm. the more or less free version that exists right now, you can help to really frame up a solid vision and mission statement that is largely driven by you. Like you feed it an idea, it spits back something out back to you, right? Yeah. And then you take that and edit it again. This is the creative, new creative process that we have. It's not about you just reading your own draft anymore. It's about having this layer of assistance over everything that you're creating and making you way more efficient and more productive. Absolutely. Once that's been settled, I can't uh, recommend more the joining like Y Combinator and their founder matching program. So I think what, what you'll see there is other people who are on the same, it's sort of like a dating service almost for co-founders <laughs> where you're sort of walking in with a set of skills. They all have the same idea as you. They're looking to share equity, equity and put in sweat with you on whatever that vision is. And it's a great way to meet people and match with people and have conversations about what you're doing. And that will help install that kind of resolve in yourself. I Combinator? Oh, no, Y Combinator. So it's Why? Yahoo. Okay. Yeah. Got it. They funded things like DoorDash and Coinbase, Stripe, Airbnb. They've all been seed investors for these up and coming companies, but they have this amazing founder matching service, which is sort of like a dating service for founders. Completely platonic. <laughs> no, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And that's that checking the networking box right there. Now you can start to visualize you actually have a team. You have another co-founder who maybe has a specialty who's different than yours, but can understand this. You have what you're bringing to the table. And now you have a junior set of, of team members who are really just you using AI in a different way, like being able to create a website, being able to create marketing copy. These are all things that you don't need any technical experience now to do. You just have to be able to use the right AI tool. Right. And of course... Like you said, marketing, content, digital content in general is a great space for AI to be applied to. What do you think is one of the most important things to think about when you're starting out with AI or if you've already been dabbling in it? I know you've mentioned that you need to create things you're genuinely interested in and some people make that mistake. So what are are some pointers for using AI for your digital content, videos, blogs, social media, et cetera? Going along with some of the content channels I've created on YouTube, for me, it was always things I was excited about or inspired about. And then that gave me the fuel to keep making this content when you'd make a video that just wouldn't have any traction and you spent a lot of time on it. Or maybe you'd make a <laughs> one that would use, yeah, <laughs> you made one that was really, cr- you thought was pretty crappy, but ended up doing super well. Right. And trying to understand that formula, you're saying it really does have to do with authenticity and putting something out there that you have genuine interest in. Yes, definitely. And I think that you you have that grit when you know it's something that you love. And when you get these sort of disappointing things that happen, or when you're not sure what's happening, that resolve or that, and that interest in the topic will keep you motivated to keep going. What do you think the biggest obstacle that you've faced has taught you? 
something you, that you overcame and how it has served you to craft your bucket list career? As much of the successes I've had, like I had a, an exit in 18 months that was, you know, eight figures. These were really amazing moments of, of my career. I had yeah. plenty of failures that were the pre precursor for all of those things to happen. So I think that understanding how to treat failure is a, is a key part of that, but also not being defined by it, using things like that can promote better mental health in those conditions. Many of your, your listeners might be like this too, but it's very easy to judge yourself by the success of your career and how you're doing. And I feel that can have a very adverse mental health impact. So staying ahead of that is really something I, I recommend to all of your, your listeners. Did you find yourself comparing to people that you graduated, whether it's a business school or from your university? How were you able to get past that and navigate those kinds of comparisons? I think it's very hard with social media these days. Everybody is so out there. We know exactly what's going on with everyone's accomplishments. There's a lot of branding going on. Yeah. Was that something that you were able to navigate past by using some sort of formula? How can we learn from it? You need to have a, a mental health team. Meaning like you have a, a, a group of friends who you're not always taking from them. You're also giving, like when they're ha having a hard time, you're giving to them, but then also you, you take your moments and when you really need to connect with somebody, that's part of your team, your social connections. And then next level is really having professionals who are you know trained in this that you can actually go to and talk through these, the issues that you're having. It can be like very explicit failure where it's like, yeah, your business has to close down. But it can also be like the day-to-day -day failures that we have sometimes or when you feel like you, when you get reminded of those things. Having that team is the best way to keep your head above water. And do you believe you found your professional purpose? Do you think that exists? And what is your number one nugget of advice for finding it? I'm more excited about this product than I've ever been about anything because I feel like addressing the big things in, in life, having some sort of type of way I can help people to get over things like loneliness, like that to me is super inspiring. And like, that's what gets me up every day and gets me super excited. The formula, just going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, is just like finding something you love as well and finding that niche. If you're, you're thinking about, let's say I want to create a YouTube channel about something like bird watching, there's millions and millions of views waiting for you for something like that even. Like it doesn't really matter the topic. Sure. It really depends on how inspired you are and how much you're willing to put into that to make it happen. So where do you see the company in five years, 10 years? I'd love to be the first company where somebody actually has a, marries one of the AIs that created on our platform. That would be interesting. <laughs> yes, for sure. That's, that's pioneering <laughs> to say the least. I think that there's a lot of things that aren't very sure that are coming up in the next five to 10 years related to AI. There's a lot of like, like you mentioned this earlier, there's fear, there's a lot of unknown aspects of what will happen. But overall, I'm, I'm very optimistic that it will help us. We're going to be able to have to rethink of what a job is. I want to just encourage your listeners right now to take this opportunity now because like everybody says like, oh, I should have made my YouTube channel or whatever. I should have done like digital content five years ago that I would have been fine. This is one of those moments where we're going to be five years from now and we're going to you realize you could have started your own business at this moment when AI was yes. just, just having a breakthrough and you're going to have that same regret. So I would just yeah. push all your, your listeners just to, to, to try it right now. Seize a day. It's an exciting time for sure. All right. So where should we send the listeners to check you out online? Artheartai.com? 
artheart.ai. Yes, that's our, our site. We're going to have Android and iOS apps as well as our web app. Yeah, we just encourage your, your listeners to come down and create a character or maybe talk to another one that's there, Elon Musk. Maybe he's, the, he's one of our characters that are already pre-made. Okay, uh, a little controversial. I'm, I'm not going to comment. Yeah. <laughs> but he's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's there. That's that's the extent of what I'll say. But yeah. It's pretty fascinating stuff. The biggest thing I can recommend is like, obviously, I think maybe your listeners have done like ChatGPT and they've, they've experimented, but now I'll start to formulate what that vision is for you and how you integrate it into your life and how those changes are made. Take it to the next level. All right, Brandon Smith, thank you so much for joining me. I feel like I learned a lot and I'm sure that my listener community did as well. So we appreciate you taking the time to be on Bucket List Careers. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener in our community here at Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. Share an episode that speaks to you. Be sure to send me any input on social media at Bucket List Careers. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new guest. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.